0: Touch me. Touch me. Oh my
1: God. <laughs> Excuse me, you're ruining the song. <laughs> I, was, I was enjoying this, all right?
0: Fuck you, I'm here now.
1: <laughs> Welcome, folks, to our Nightmare on Elm Street Part 2 podcast. No Wes Craven, no Heather Langkamp. Almost no Freddie. They didn't even use the music from the first one. You noticed the music was different? Yeah. What the hell? Actually, I read this is the only movie that doesn't have the music in the whole mm-hmm. series. I don't know what people were thinking with this movie. I know uh, Bob Shea, the creator, was thinking. All he saw was money. Money! Yeah.
0: Money, 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 money! Money, 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 money!
1: And as we said, they weren't even going to pay Robert England, but they did some dailies with a stunt double playing him instead and looked like shit. So they finally <laughs> paid the man and got Robert I don't know
0: more. if it looked like shit or just that that actor didn't have the same charisma.
1: There's, uh, I don't know if you've seen the. Um, the never sleep again documentary i haven't not yet okay it's like a six hour documentary but they actually show one three second little clip of like freddie walking the other actor playing freddie and he was walking like like a wooden robot there was like no nothing to his movement looked really weird
0: yeah that's another thing about freddie he even his walk has sass
1: Yeah. (laughs) Everything the man does has has charisma, and that's why you can't really replace him there. But again, in this movie, they didn't really know yet that he was the franchise, so they basically thought any actor could play him, which clearly is not the case at all.
0: So my first question is, why did they name this Freddy's Revenge? If I think about Freddy getting revenge,
1: it would imply that he's getting revenge on Nancy, Nancy from the first one.
0: Maybe even one of the other parents that torched him. Maybe Nancy's father. Right, but we get nothing. He doesn't even speak about revenge in this whole damn movie.
1: What is this thing with horror movies where, like, it's so lazy, like... They give it a subtitle, and then they don't follow through with that subtitle. Isn't there this one Halloween part five, which is the revenge of Michael Myers? Where's the revenge? It's just lazy. It's like, yeah, if the character comes back and specifically targets the person who defeated him in the earlier sequel, maybe that's revenge, but this has no basis and revenge
0: okay well to be fair with halloween power five he does end up killing the girl from the fourth movie yes. not his niece but yeah but then the one he needed revenge on is now dead
1: yeah but then the movie should have cut to credits right after the death scene <laughs> like
0: all right the revenge is over
1: but he still keeps <laughs> meddling around and stalking random people in barns and stuff and right. horrible cops that are used for comedic relief but that's another halloween five podcast mark Patton is our main character in this movie who plays jesse The male scream queen. He's the most interesting main character I've ever seen in a horror movie. I'm going to say that Yeah, he
0: screams, and in all of Nightmare on Elm Street, he screams the most out of any of our other main characters throughout this whole series.
1: He does. He's a big-time screamer, 100%. He He has a good scream. There's a documentary about this movie. I want to say it's on Amazon, or might be on Shudder. But it's following Mark Patton, and the idea is that at some Comic-Con a couple years ago, and reunited with the cast, and he has beef with the director and the writer because he feels like they... By making it so overly, um, whatever you want to call it, homophobic. Not homophobic, homoerotic.
0: Well, uh, the reason I say homophobic is because the whole movie, technically, Freddie was the embodiment of this guy's uh, potential gayness. Right. That when he, that in order to beat him, he needed to fall in love with a female. A woman in order to beat Freddy. There weren't many horror movies being made like this, that's for sure. Wasn't this the only horror movie that got made like this in
1: 1985?
0: Ever. Before I, before, <laughs> before that and since then. So, a lot of points for originality, I guess. Let's just start it off with Robert England as our bus driver. That must have ended well.
1: Yeah, personally, I don't think he has a driver's license or a CDL or an experience driving school buses with kids there.
0: But he so. does. T- it does seem like he knows how to drive a stick. But then he ends up putting the bus at a very early climax-ish area with the bus just, l- like, tilting and trying to balance on the rock.
1: Listen, there's a lot of world building going on in this happening scene. <laughs> like, like Freddy's not lazy. He's creating a whole damn world here. Like, mm-hmm. he could easily just park the bus behind an alley or some shit like that. But he just has to take the bus onto a mountain that separates the entire world. crust, basically, goes deep into the depths of... Of, the, of a mountain basically Hades oh, this is a lot for just like uh, an opening dream sequence where he doesn't kill anybody
0: Right. this is a lot of work Robert or Freddie. so the funny thing with this scene actually is every time I talk to my dad about these movies this is the only scene he can actually remember without watching the movie and it, the way he made it sound like it made it sound like it was the climax of the movie so uh. of course I pop this movie in see it's the first fi- five minutes I'm like what just happened? I didn't know the movie was over that quickly.
1: I got to say, I do love this opening scene. <laughs> right. Because this taps into a fear that I think everybody probably has when you're, when you're a kid, you're getting on a strange school bus with a stranger driving the school bus. Well, think about... There's always a weird fear there, especially if you're just... Let's say if you're a younger kid and you're just now being separated from your parents. That, that school bus vibe can be weird.
0: Well, think about this as the whole fear... New guy on the block. So, of course, all the girls are laughing at you. You look like a nerd. And not only that, but now you not only do you have a psycho killer coming your way, but you now have to balance the bus to keep it from falling off. Yeah. Think about the fear in that, because no matter what, you're dying.
1: Yeah, and <laughs> and, and Freddy left you with, apparently, the two most annoying girls in school. Right. Can you imagine being stuck on a bus with them? I'm like, Freddy, take me out, quick. Driver, that was my Stop kill me first how do I be left with these girls like they're like, climbing on his back they're like maneuvering around pushing around the back of the bus they got very uncomfortable uh, freddy's taking this dear sweet time he's walking on the bus he walks for like a mile like
0: for five minutes he's walking slowly I'm like how big is this damn bus apparently pretty big I, most buses usually only have 22 seats yeah so i guess this bus has 44
1: so freddy of course killing kids on a bus You're going to lose your CDL license. They don't like that. So when you go to retest, they're going to say, nope, can't do it.
0: Well, instead, we just wake up to Jesse's very first scream in the movie. The debut of the Scream Queen. (laughs) But
1: what I'm more puzzled about is his family's nonchalant reaction. Just like, eh, pass the Pop-Tarts, pass the Toast riddles." loud ass scream. Nah, pass the salt and butter. They're very not caring about their son's loud ass scream. Mommy, why can't
0: Jesse wake up like normal people?
1: yeah does the father even put down the newspaper
0: no yeah. uh, teen hijinks
1: yeah this this family is also very weird like oh don't I, don't forget the Fu man fingers the Fu man fingers <laughs> well what's this girl called Fu- man shoes Yep, yeah, foo
0: man i'm like what like the, after my mustache <laughs> where the hell's the captain crunch what is this and why does Fu man chew mr manchu look like the grinch yeah, what's this little girl eating the cereal for?
1: And then <laughs> yeah, the Fu Man fingers. Yeah, and it happens to come with a little fake uh, Fu Man slash Freddy fingers. It looks like a play on right.
0: that. Right, but here's the real issue with this scene.
1: The father is the guy from Return of the Living Dead.
0: No, Bert. Where's Ernie? But anyway, the real issue. Who names their car Deadly Dinosaur? Okay,
1: so we're introduced to Jesse. Of course, is our, our main teenage kid, right? So you're right. So the door rings, and it's Lisa. So my question is...
0: When did he meet this girl?
1: Yes. Yeah, I mean,
0: they just moved there. They seem to be really just friends, but you can definitely tell there's kind of the attraction. On her end. <laughs> yeah, yeah I don't obviously.
1: See, I don't see any attraction on his end. I see her flirting with him.
0: Oh, well, yeah, but
1: again... Unless you want to call the, the damn dinosaur cars as flirting. Probably. He just moved there. When what? did he meet this girl? <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute. Here's what I was supposed to about. She's coming to his house, not to pick him up, but to then get into his car and drive to school.
0: How far away do
1: they live from each other? We never get that. Okay. Think about this. So she's walking to his house. So is she like out of the school district or just like too far away
0: from the school? No, she's not out of the school district because the ending, she's in the bus going to the same school. Why does she need a ride? So I I think the reason she wants a ride is probably to get to know this guy. She's trying to woo him, even though, you know, it's supposed to be the other way around back in that day. But she's trying to woo him so she can see if he's a compatible match to her. She's rich. She doesn't have a car. Maybe, Maybe she does and just doesn't want to drive again. She wants to get to know him. Wouldn't this all make sense if she was like the poor girl
1: next door? Probably. And also by the way, wouldn't this make more sense if he hadn't just moved there? Well, here's th- When ha- does he seem like the type that actually would get to know her to a point where they're riding together to school in so, that short ter- period of time?
0: Here's the re- here's the real thing. We know I don't think we ever get to know her age. She could be too young to drive. yet. she could be only be 15. Remember, you don't get your learners until you're 16. Don't get your driver's license until you're like 16 and a half, 17.
1: I feel like these movies always do at least 16 years old. I can't think of many teen horror movies where they actually go down to like fourteen, fifteen 15 now.
0: But it's still a possibility. Fair. Or or she's just turned 16 a few days ago and hasn't gotten a chance to get their learners yet. Or she's still in driver's ed. You can't get your learners until you go through driver's ed.
1: So the only hiccup then is then, did he just move to town? And if he did, how does he already know her well enough for them to be doing this?
0: Or, or if he didn't just move to town, how long has he been in town?
1: Well, he tells his friend Grady in the locker room that his parents just bought the house on Elm Street.
0: Or it's possible he already lived in another part of town and just moved there to a bigger house. Potentially,
1: but... Why I think he came from a different town is because his friend Grady has explained to him about Elm Street. Oh, yeah, he doesn't He's know, never even heard of Elm Street. He
0: doesn't know the whole story with Nancy.
1: I feel like if he was from the area, he he'd would, have, it wouldn't be like such a rant. He's like, huh?
0: Yeah, because for the most part, Nancy seemed, I mean, Nancy's story is now kind of a legend, an urban legend with the town. Everybody in Springwood would know about this. Well, I guess except for... That makes me wonder, did Lisa just move there too? Because notice how she really didn't know anything about Nancy either until they find the diary.
1: We're asking the questions that the writers, unfortunately, did not ask. <laughs> I don't know who moved
0: here, when, who's lived here for a while. I know Grady's been here for a while because he knows the town legend. Three months he's been living there and he still has not unpacked his room. It's <laughs> not <like> me. <laughs> I still <laughs> haven't unpacked it. my room. Damn it. Nothing makes sense. You're right. Well, I won't lie. He's been, he's been there a week. <laughs> so I won't lie. Living in my apartment, lived there for two years, still did not finish unpacking. Okay. And then we moved.
1: (laughs) That is very weird and unusual.
0: It is, but his dad just got so frustrated that he hadn't unpacked yet. So I guess three months would make some sense.
1: We see him actually become friends with Grady.
0: Yeah, he was, yeah, after uh, they fight. And was it natural for fights in the 80s? that a guy pulls another guy's pants down and then they start like rolling in the dirt.
1: In this movie, it's completely natural. <laughs> we're going to see a whole lot of stuff similar to that in this movie. Like
0: that, When I fought someone, it was with my fist. We never touched any part of our clothing to pull them down.
1: All right, but think about it from a strategic standpoint, though, right? You pull the pants down to distract them, and then you go for the uppercut to the face. You punch him in the face, and you got the whole school laughing at him because they saw that his pants came down.
0: Well, remember, the girls were very interested. Lisa's friend... I think her name was Angela. Talk about underdeveloped, weird,
1: always there, but never really there <laughs> character. Right. What? Anyways, I'm getting a fight and our, our coach decides. Coach Schneider decides that they're going to do. Push-ups. For the whole. Or plank. For the entire day. And maybe maybe all night, as Grady says. Yeah. Because he says the coach is into this kind of stuff. Uh, which we. <sighs> but but the, the, thing, the key thing here is that the, oh, maybe the only character development in the movie we have Grady and Jesse actually become friends or They bond over... Over getting endless, their asses beat. Endless push-ups. And and by the way, these are the weirdest looking push-ups I've ever seen in my life.
0: Well, that's why I think instead of push-ups, they're supposed to do planks. Because after a while, no matter what position you are, your body's going to get tired and you're just going to Pretty much go down That's why I'm thinking They're not doing push up.
1: They're slowly going up But they're almost doing it In a way where they're, they're making it As difficult as possible For themselves
0: Or they're slowly going up And they're so tired That they can't Keep their muscles up But they're also Trying to stay up It doesn't look like They're going back down
1: Here's why this is BS Once they see the coach Has gone and gone into his
0: office They're going to they start Faking a little bit And not going full tilt ah! Well notice how the coach Was looking, watching them Outside his window yeah. He was looking for them Pretty boys
1: who wrote this goddamn movie?
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, actually, we do get really the first appearance of Freddy. It's a dream sequence that Jesse has. Of course, cuz it's Nightmare on Elm Street. And, and this is know. where Freddy lays out his brilliant his brilliant scheme for this movie, his
0: brilliant plot. Sort of. All he says is, "You have the body. I got the
1: brain." Which is a great uh, Fresh Prince uh, song, if you've ever heard it. Mm-hmm.
0: I know there was multiple Nightmare on Elm Street raps, and I think, and I know one of them had Robert England.
1: Well, one is from the <laughs> Fat Boys, and he's definitely in that music video.
0: Okay, so it's probably that one I'm thinking of, because I know he d- did a few verses in one of them.
1: You're right. He says, we got special work to do, me and you.
0: And also, why does Freddy need Jesse to help him kill? He didn't need it in the first movie. But this is a part of his revenge. Oh. What revenge?
1: I don't know. Listen, I... <laughs> Jesse's parents had nothing to do with what happened to him. Like, we could spend this whole podcast just trying to figure out what the hell is Freddy's plan in this movie? What is he trying to do? He has no damn plan. There's got to be some logic to it. All right, all right. Let's, what do we know about Freddy? We know that Freddy likes to kill people in the dreams. He likes to spread fear. He definitely likes to take credit for his kills. So he's going to frame Jesse... I see, I so see you come brain. out in the real world
0: and, 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 and uh, attack pool parties. And also, how in the world does Freddy still have his powers in the real world when he's not even in the scene?
1: Well, what you're getting to basically is one of the biggest faults of movies these days that people don't like is when you have internal logic and then you contradict the internal logic. <laughs> what we know about Freddy... Is not the Freddy in this movie? Mm. This is almost like a, a ghost, a different dream demon, it, it, or something.
0: This is literally a poltergeist mixed with Freddy in the background. You know,
1: one and here's my if I wanted to give an explanation for it. Here's an explanation I can, I can come up with on the spot. I think we established my 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 opinion is the first Nightmare on the Street was Freddy in his early stages of his dream demon days, him just experimenting, trying out stuff really hasn't come in his own yet if he's still kind of in the early stages here maybe this is his one time where he really tried some bullshit and after this movie he was like well, i'm never doing that shit again <laughs> i'm sticking just the normal haunting the, the haunting the dreams and all that but i'm never trying that to take someone's body bullshit again maybe this was like his early days failed experiment
0: well remember he i guess takes over a bird
1: yeah yeah so because cause after this, he goes back to his traditional part one stuff. So this might have been just like a weird... He's like, I'm going to try some shit. I don't know. I mean, if it's early days, then maybe he's experimenting with shit. But this is definitely nothing that Freddy ever does in the rest of the movies. Never even thinks about the idea of inhibiting bodies. It's very much the, the Jason goes to hell of the Nightmare on the Street series.
0: And it happened so early in the series. He walked to this bar in Bare- the rain. Barefoot. No like, shirt. Naked almost in pajamas. Well, I mean, I guess it being a fetish bar... It's par for the course.
1: Okay, were you like me at this point where I didn't know if this was a dream sequence or real life? Yeah, pretty much. And the fact that he was walking to a bar across town, I thought it was a dream sequence.
0: Here's the real question. Uh, The fact that the bartender... Okay, here's your beer.
1: Okay, this whole scene's ridiculous. So, (laughs) Jesse pours half a beer. We have no reason to believe why he's going to be drinking a beer. He just (laughs) pours the beer, and then Schneider, of course, because he would be visiting places like this, Uh is there. No, that's fine. Schneider catches him. Now... Schneider catches him, and then we cut to... Him running in the gym. In the middle of the night, running laps. Yeah. I don't know if Schneider has the authority to have this man running laps in the gym in the middle of the night. What? And, and Jesse's got to be the most naive, stupidest kid ever
0: to be so, like, I'm actually going to go run these laps. So to be fair... What the hell, man? Most likely, what Schneider told him was, you're taking my punishment or I'm calling the cops. Calling the cops? He didn't do anything. They didn't check his ID. They let him in the bar. It's the, the bar's job to...
1: Idea him and then the bartender served him he didn't do anything wrong and our bartender was asked my ID.
0: maybe not but there's still evidence that he was about to there's witnesses all over ain't nobody going to jail for that (laughs) get out of here no you're right no one's going to jail for it it's called taking a deal that's a stupid deal say hey you get out of jail just tell me if this kid was underage drinking he was about to
1: no okay get out this is schneider being a weird thoratorian uh again gym teacher he has a fetish
0: to watch him run laps yes what the hell
1: remember the fetish what i
0: think the fetish for schneider was young kids
1: and jesse there's no taking a deal here this was stupid but jesse th- should have said sir i appreciate that you caught me i'm going home
0: but i think he is dream i don't know it's well, it, he would have to be in a sense because freddie wouldn't have been able to do half the shit he any of the stuff he does in this damn scene well that's what i don't understand
1: so okay it's well i know that freddie can take over jesse right but Jesse has to be sleeping when Freddy takes over him, right? Apparently not. Because how do you explain the shower scene? He's taking a shower and then Freddy just shows up. Yep. Freddy should not be able to do all these in the real world. It, it basically means that Freddy is unstoppable because he can actually, in the real world, make magic shit happen. Exactly. How are you going to beat this dude? Like, yeah, because
0: now he can kill you in the real world. You don't need to be sleeping.
1: And thankfully, he does just that to Schneider.
0: Yeah, because I
1: think it's about time for him to exit the movie.
0: No, well, that's what that's what we get. But but drag, what drag I, tied, whipped, then slashed.
1: Yes, <laughs> quite all in that order. Quite the shower experience for Mister Schneider. He probably enjoyed it too. I think so. <laughs> uh, but guess what? A cop
0: brings Jesse home. And to be honest with you, the fa—I I feel like the father's reaction is genuine. It's like, are you, what what drugs are you taking?
1: And who's giving it to you.
0: Exactly. Like, I'm sorry, my kid's acting strange like that. Probably first thing I'm going to would be drugs first. At least
1: at that age. Well, let's see. Is he acting strange? Let's see. He was walking home in the middle of the night, naked, in the rain. And the cops found him and pulled him over and brought him home. Drugs. Hardcore drugs.
0: All all the drugs. I'm surprised he's not eating someone's face right now. What's funny is the nerve
1: of Jesse, like, he looks at his father like, Drugs, like. I'm not taking. Are drugs, you kidding me, dad. pops? Like this is the most ridiculous thing you've ever suggested. And then he's like, "Mommy, can I go upstairs and go to sleep?" She's like, "Yes, honey." Weird family, man. I'm telling you.
0: Also, one other thing, because uh, he gets to school the next day, and, and you know, Grady tells him, "Hey, someone wasted Snyder last night. There were bloody footprints in the shower."
1: And he thinks back and says, "Hey."
0: Real question I got. So the the hey. showers were running right when Freddie killed him. Yeah, And we don't have any, any news that uh, Jesse turned off the water. Nope. You do know blood run, would run down the, uh, the drain. So how would there be bloody footprints when it uh, happened with the water running? The footprints would have went down the drain because, you know, that's where the blood would go. I
1: thought you were going to complain about the high water bill. Well, that too. That makes sense also. I get what you're saying. It should lo- look like the end of Carrie here. <laughs> i don't know i mean the problem is that in the real world jesse is actually killing people he it, is guilty yes like he's the one doing the killing yes you can say if freddy took over his mind or whatever but i mean unless he's gonna plead insanity it's
0: like he's the one he physically probably could actually with that with everything he's seen and technically doesn't remember actually doing the killing he could legitimately be saying, No, Freddie did it. This it enough, and, and the town's just gonna be like, Get him to the nuthouse. But there's
1: evidence to suggest that he does remember. Now, he's not saying it to the audience per se, but when Grady's like, Someone wastes Snyder, and it describes how it was done, there's a clearly look on, on Jesse's face of, Oh shit, mm. that's me, I did that. Okay. And by the way, it's not like he has amnesia, he walked home from there <laughs> naked. In the rain, naked. Wait, th- wait, wait, uh, wait. Well,
0: you think the cops would bring that cops up? The cops should be like, wait
1: a minute, okay. Found dead body, found kid who goes to said school, walking home, naked. In the rain. Brought him home. Without shampoo. The cops in Springwood, man, always trash, man.
0: I think these are the only cops you've ever seen in Springwood.
1: Well, Nancy's dad. He would have been long since gone. I guess in part three, he's like... I'm
0: surprised a, he's not in this movie, considering, in fact, in, again, in part three, he's still in the town. So this movie
1: says that part one was four, five years ago. Five years ago. That's a lot of dis- that's a lot of time. It's tricky because part three then basically acts like this one doesn't exist. Right. So it's not really in the canon, but going by part three, in part three he's no longer a cop. So immediately after part one, he must have gone crazy and became a janitor or something, so.
0: Or I guess canon to this movie is maybe he went wherever Nancy went. And just decided to be a a father figure for her instead of just a cop.
1: Well, here's the thing. The cops, though, they would know about what happened with Nancy, right? Mm -hmm. And her friends. So anybody dying by getting slashed has to bring up some kind of Freddy Krueger thought, potentially. You'd think. It's not like they found Freddy's body or anything.
0: You'd think. Well, I I guess within five years, a bunch of newbies would be coming in and wouldn't know the stories yet.
1: I wondered. Yeah. How were those murders in the first one explained at the end of the day?
0: Freak accidents or technically Giant Depp
1: getting pulled in the bed and a damn gorge of blood coming out was a freak accident.
0: Technically with Tina and uh, Rod, it can be explained as murder suicide. Yes. With Glenn, that had to be covered up.
1: That was the first (laughs) that was the first one that was like, oh shit.
0: Right. The rest could be explained easily. Um, Nancy's mom. Well, she got pulled up. Well, they technically found her body in the living room.
1: Okay. Apparently
0: committed suicide. Okay. Because Nancy went crazy.
1: But do we think that... Okay, Nancy and her father, of course, knew what, what happened. Do we think they actually covered it up, though? Probably. I think Nancy would have been like, Freddy, Freddy, Freddy! Believe me, believe me, Freddy, Freddy! And maybe that's why in part two, I think they suggest that Nancy went to a hospital or something. Like, the dude Grady he's talking about, he's like, some girl went crazy or something, so... So let's assume Nancy's in a hospital and that her father is working at IHOP or something. So
0: well, here here's something that is canon lore now. Uh, Freddie worked at a power plant. Now we get to see where he killed all those kids.
1: Twenty kids, to be exact. Because twenty kids. Because Lisa, being the the research genius she is, actually has put in some work and found out some things about Freddie.
0: And this is probably the only thing from this movie that carries over to the other movies.
1: The power plant thing, especially um. Especially that, um, that prequel, that first episode of Freddy's Nightmares. Yeah. Because the whole thing is the parents coming to the power plant and burning burning alive. Right. So that makes sense. But it's actually the 20 kids was more than I thought. He, they, and by the way, she specifically says that he killed 20 kids. So no thought of um, the child molestation angle here. Yeah. But 20 kids,
0: that, that is a lot. He killed 20 kids. So here's one thing I'm trying to figure out. Why does this girl automatically think... Uh, he's psychic
1: yeah she keeps pushing she's like do you feel something do you feel something no do you you feel feel it now now? do you feel it now hey (laughs) hey jesse how you feeling you feel it? it's like leave me alone do do you feel and i feel anger and she looks the disappointment on her face when she realizes that he's not feeling anything right he ain't feeling her that's for sure he's definitely not feeling her anyway oh and and they find nancy's journal too
0: they Found Nancy's journal when uh, in the cleaning the room scene.
1: I know we just didn't bring it up though.
0: <laughs> I thought
1: I did. Hey, it, in the first one, did you ever see Nancy keeping a journal? Nope, hell no! But mm.
0: here's the real kick of the story it's party time. Party time, no, wait, party time, Return of the Dead. <laughs> yeah, but time. uh, you know, Linnea Quigley isn't in this. They
1: could have thrown her in that pool party scene for sure. Well, you said this movie's pretty tame by. By standards of that it
0: is tame. I mean, there's no nudity, but then again, Nightmare on Elm Street never really had a whole lot of nudity, if any. I think Part Three was the only one with actual nudity.
1: Yeah, and these movies are not. This one especially is definitely not a slasher movie. No, there's not enough kills. There's not enough anything to
0: just. Slash what are you about There's not enough kills. He kills like eight people at the pool. I don't count that.
1: <laughs> so, so so let's talk about this pool scene because this is uh a damn well, abomination to the we're whole not, series. We're not
0: even there yet. You know, first, Jesse runs to Grady. And pretty much they do—they the, rehash that scene from the first movie. But instead of Nancy and Glenn, it's Grady and Jesse, where Jesse says, hey, watch me. If you see me having a nightmare, wake me up. Do you
1: remember the dialogue in this scene? Because, again, the writers, <laughs> Jesse actually says, he's like,
0: there's something trying to get inside me. Yeah, she's female. She's waiting for you in the cabana. And, and you, you want to sleep, sleep with, with me.
1: me. <laughs> That's pretty on the nose. I mean, that's pretty calling out this whole movie, basically. Right. But Jesse insists, hey, man, what do you care? Just, I, I'm having a problem. I need you to help me.
0: So he gives and the... Cl- this is after he also goes off on Grady in the, lo- in the lunchroom.
1: He treated him like shit the whole movie.
0: So this is all... He's like, just help me and...
1: He's like, are these two really friends? Well, Grady actually... The funny thing in the lunchroom, Grady actually invited him to come hang out. But not like this. Right. So anyways, he gives the classic, as just said, the classic... And whatever you do, Grady, don't fall asleep. But remember, my powers work in real life, too. So
0: (laughs) even if you don't fall asleep, Freddy's going to get you anyways. Right. So pretty much Grady had his death written in stone right then and there. Well,
1: I'll say this. So I'll say a couple things about this.
0: It's a cool, it's
1: pretty cool effects when Freddy comes out of
0: Jesse's body. here. Oh, yeah, that was a great effect. Here's another thing. Even though we don't see the actual... Like, stabbing into the body. That's pretty pretty uh, painful death right there. I I would say that... And that was a pretty slow
1: death. <laughs> well, I feel like this death was pretty impactful. Because it feels like he's the only sort of main character that died in mm-hmm. the movie. And, and really... And he's the only one
0: anyone actually cares about because...
1: Yeah, the movie does lose something when he's gone. Because I feel like
0: he was basically... I don't know. It's he's kind of the comic relief. He's also that friend that will help out anyone. Yeah, like it was really like,
1: I mean, I guess it's it's ex- exact thing of just like wrong place, wrong time. Because he's literally it, just, it, he's literally just he's just his house. Sleeping, he's sleeping in his bedroom, <laughs> and Jesse brings death to him basically. Yeah so jesse's the worst friend ever basically (coughs) and then jesse look in the mirror and be like you
0: killed him yeah screams all the cops are trying to also i guess these cops are not using a battering ram to get this door down because they they can't seem to kick this door down
1: well the parents are at the door and they disappear for like five minutes so jesse can scream at the mayor you killed him you think the parents would be like hey i hear i hear grady's friend jesse screaming inside there (laughs) right but they disappear and then you hear the cops hey open the door I'm just gonna go out the back window, and there's no cops anywhere around, so I'll get out of here.
0: So here's actually a scene that kind of contradicts what you said about Jesse having to be asleep when Freddy comes out, because hmm. Jesse's not asleep when he comes out at um at Lisa's house. Well, so he's full blown awake when he when Freddy starts, and then Freddy's there.
1: So this is a scene that Robert Eaglin feels like is the worst scene in the series. Apparently, the whole cast and crew why they're filming the scene is like this is like a ridiculous. Seen that mix, no,
0: because sense. Freddy would never do this.
1: Nope,
0: this well, is a Jason thing that happens here.
1: Freddy, like, putting himself in front of a big crowd. Yeah, just Freddy likes to toy with his victims. And like, this one,
0: he's just going around slicing and dicing. Uh, one of them he doesn't kill, the other people kill him stomping all over this kid.
1: It is a funny thing though when the one guy is just like treating him like he's like a little like an ET like an alien. And he's like, we can help you. We're not gonna hurt you. We're not gonna harm you. Help yourself, fucker. <laughs> that I, that was actually. And nice. also, was
0: that a kill? Because all he did was throw. Him.
1: Well, he threw him, but he threw him really hard. <laughs> the guy, the guy hit like the the grill and like. The fire, some a fire, fire guys, happened. <laughs> But then Lisa comes out and her dad has a shotgun and Freddie gets scared and Which, walks away. Here's
0: the real thing. Um, I'm surprised that the dad didn't hit anybody because Freddie's standing in front of them. So obviously the dad comes up also standing in front of those kids. Mm-hmm. He misses the first shot. If we did not see that bullet clearly hit the table in front of Freddie, I would have sworn he would have hit one of those kids.
1: My question is, why is Freddie scared? Why does he walk away? He makes eye contact with Lisa. It's. I don't
0: think it, it's, it's really... Jesse... It's probably just, I don't so think So Jesse it's just fear. killed these kids at the pool party. <laughs> yeah. So I don't think it's fear. What I think it is, no, is the, a,
1: the eyes he gives are like these weirdly... Realization. Scared slash sympathetic slash realization.
0: What I think it is is more realization because at that point, Lisa actually saved him from getting shot. So it could be more Jesse coming out a little bit.
1: It didn't look like Robert England there. Mm-mm. That was not his, that, was, that was not his eyes that looked at her.
0: No, but maybe like, that
1: was Jesse in makeup or some shit.
0: Right, like I said, it could have been like a realization of just Jess, uh, that Jesse's doing something he shouldn't be because so Lisa just saved him. So
1: Jesse has a heart, but he just killed these kids at the pool party. and Where was that when he was killing Grady? What is this bullshit?
0: Well, then then Freddy just walks into a fiery what? bit of nothing. What? What, what kind of <laughs> what kind of
1: sorcerer is Freddy? This motherfucker is like belongs in Mortal Kombat in this movie, not. All right, let's get to the end of this movie because after the pool party, Lisa has some realization that. I have to get to the power plant.
0: I'm sorry. From the pool party on, this movie just. Eh.
1: This is definitely a unique scenario. So we have the female protagonist. We have Freddy, but Freddy is also at the same time our male protagonist. All, all in one body. So
0: this has got to be handled very delicately, Nick. All right. This is a de- all delicate they situation. Do, this is all that happens. She walks in. She sees two random-ass dogs. She goes further. Bite mark that Freddy gave her head maggots. She wipes them off. She falls under. She falls, find out that that falling did not actually happen. So she's just hanging there with her legs, whatever. Uh, then she finds Freddy. She tries to run and then decides, you know what? I'm going to turn around and I'm going to give him a big ass smooch. And then Freddy burns. That yeah. was literally the fucking end.
1: You know, Freddy, <laughs> Freddy's seen better days.
0: Freddy has seen better deaths.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. I, a lot of them. And, in fact, every single other movie in the series, probably. So... <laughs>
0: I'm sorry, this has to be the worst climax in
1: all of climaxes. Well, the problem with setting up Jesse as your main person is that... Obviously, you can't kill him. You can't kill him, but also he doesn't have any involvement in the end. It's basically Lisa saving him.
0: And all she does is kiss him.
1: Well, we are meant to believe that they may potentially live happily ever after, but the scene after is why maybe your dad was correct about remembering the bus scene at the uh, climax because, because we get a wraparound back to the bus scene again.
0: But this time, Freddy rips out of uh, Angela's character, Angela. And I'm shocked you know her name
1: because it kind of a waste to like, <laughs> save her death for the end. You could but easily just cut her off. we never even knew her. Never knew her. I mean, she's Lisa's friend, but she must have had more lines that were cut
0: out or something. Probably, but yep. And, and uh, but notice again, how at the end, it just felt like none of those actors wanted to even be there. I mean, even Angela's like, jesse come on just think about it. it's all over <laughs> do you see like
1: the cut the cut from when she says that to when the thing comes out there's like a, a weird cut and you can tell it's a different like a different scene yeah it was not done well no
0: and i have the blu-ray
1: version <laughs> yeah me too but it's, it's noticeable but i gotta say man if the bus thing would have been the movie like freddie on a bus like jeepers creepers 2 but with freddie Right. Man, I'm, I'm, that sounds very interesting. Like, Freddy only can kill kids on a school bus when they fall. Because who doesn't sleep on the school bus sometimes? Right. So, um, anyways. Um, so, there you go. The there's people. our plot summary. I, I, I'm using the word plot loosely. <laughs> very.
0: You know, watching this with a critical eye, it definitely hit. This movie is not I great.
1: Like critical eye I felt like a pencil in my eye, <laughs> a this sharp movie, object in my eye, in and out. I can see where a lot of people. Do not like this movie. Well, let's get into our categories first. We'll get to our final thoughts.
0: Right. So first category is best and worst scene. All right. Best scene for me. Opening bus scene.
1: Same. (laughs) (laughs) This ain't any other scene. Okay. Worst scene for me. All the scenes with Coach Snyder. For me, (laughs) Coach Snyder is the least valuable player here. The the LVP.
0: Okay. You got that. I I actually chose something different. Uh, The climax. Ah, There was none. There you go. It was very anticlimactic. Like, seriously, a fucking kiss? I did not know while I was watching a Disney movie. The Power
1: of Love, Nick. Best performance, you know. I, when I think about it as I'm, as I'm, as I'm reviewing it, I actually, I like Grady and I like uh, Lisa. And Grady does a lot with a little, man. You can with the scenes grazing you can kind of tell who he is as a human being Mm. you know that person basically he gives a he gives a strong impression of like everybody has a friend like that or has had a friend like that probably at some point
0: or still has a friend like that yeah
1: so he does a lot with very little I would say character wise and actually the actor did go on and do other stuff like the actor I've seen him in other stuff I can't place it but he's definitely a familiar face Mm. Um, this is Lisa um, the actress this is her first movie she does a great job for it being her first movie right Um, I'm going to just go with Grady, even though I think Lisa obviously does more for the movie. Go with Grady because he's unfairly killed because of Jesse uh, trampling into his room and getting him killed. So
0: (laughs) out of of sympathy for his character, I'm going to go with Grady. All right. So best for me. Now I've already mentioned, I'm not for these movies. I'm not choosing Robert England for best performance. We have to exclude him. Yeah, because he is, uh, because obviously every movie we're going to end up choosing him. That's true. So, in this one, I'm actually going to go ahead and say uh, Mark Patton. No,
1: you know you didn't.
0: Yes, I did. Because, you know what? What other movie? This is practically his only movie. And he does well with what he's given. And he has a really good scream.
1: He does have a good scream.
0: He's a great scream queen. I just wish they would have let him do something more. Like, maybe... We see an internal, co- have him have one more nightmare to have an internal conflict with Freddy for him versus Freddy at the end instead of True. what we got.
1: So can we pivot to the one I want to do is like character you would get rid of.
0: Yeah, because technically that would be our worst performance. Yeah, I just think. It's, I get the feeling to know who you're choosing. No, no, it's going to be a twist.
1: Okay, who? Because I've been thinking about it. It'd be predictable for me to say Coach Snyder. Yeah, that's true. But I feel it. like I've already touched on that. I'm going I'm to I'm give a twist here. I'm going to say Mark Pat. <laughs> <laughs> really? If we get rid of Jesse and just Freddie is just going after Lisa. All the subtext gone from the movie. Just as straightforward, Lisa has moved into Nancy's house. Mm. Say You can give her the same family, same dynamics. Her boyfriend can be Grady.
0: And how I, get rid of the whole host thing that Freddie was doing. This whole movie just
1: turn this into a straightforward, traditional Nightmare on Elm Street movie. She's a good enough actress to pull off that. Also, her by the way, by, by that, her friend then gets way more development too. Yeah. Now she's a character. I'm gonna say if you get rid of Jesse now, during the closing credits, we can still have him dancing and the just having random cleaning his room and dancing because <laughs> I mean that's 80s cheese. You, you gotta have that.
0: But yeah, I'm gonna, right before he dies. Yeah.
1: <laughs> in response to your Mark Patton, Mark Patton did a great job. No disrespect to him. But the character, I feel like this movie might have been better without him.
0: So, if I had to eliminate a character, it would have to be Angela, the friend. Yeah. I I mean, what did she do in this movie? I wonder how
1: much the actors got paid for this. Nothing. Because if she got some money for that, she didn't do anything. Right.
0: I doubt she got anything. Otherwise, she got a free paycheck.
1: she sort of explodes at the end of the bus. I mean, I guess that's something. But it's too little too late, Angela. you pretty much. You're just going to explode at the end when the movie's already over.
0: Again, no events to the, a- to the actress. But, you know, when a, when a script really gives you a character that tries to be integral to the plot but is not, it makes no reason we even need her.
1: Okay. Well, let me pivot this to our final category, which if you, can, if you want, you can bring her back up. That is character or storyline you wish they would explore more. Now, I'm definitely not going with Angela, but any thoughts on that?
0: So I, for me, it's actually Lisa. We learned wow. nothing about her except she's rich and she can swim and she's redhead. What and, else did we learn about her?
1: She can't drive.
0: And apparently she likes psychics. Seriously, what? And she's good with research. What, she all do I, research. what all else do I know about her to make me care about her character? We don't know anything really about her family except she has a loving mother and father.
1: And very rich. I mean, that pool, that yeah. whole pool area. is. Yeah, and
0: they're rich. That, that's it. We don't know anything about her backstory. We don't know... She's a bad
1: friend. She doesn't pay much attention to
0: Angela. <laughs> right. <laughs> She's too busy trying to get did Jesse. Did she say
1: anything to Grady the whole movie? Did they, did no. Did they, they ever interact? I feel like they're sitting at the lunch table, but they're all individually just talking to Jesse. Jesse. How yeah. weird is that?
0: Well, no. Angela said something to Grady. I feel like Lisa should have gotten a little bit more development. Yeah, that's we, She really got none, and she was technically well, our main character at the end of the
1: movie. Well, that's what I was saying. I mean, you could have easily eliminated Jesse and just had her plot twist half of the movie. Jesse's head gets chopped off. I don't know. To, <laughs> just whatever.
0: That, that wouldn't be that much of a plot twist with Freddy movies.
1: I got an idea for this. I was thinking about this, and I got a really good idea. So, Jesse's family, who basically disappear towards in the movie, but get a lot of screen time initially. But more specifically, the father. No, 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 no! I got a better idea. The sister, because they teased this. He went to his little sister's room.
0: With the Freddy claws.
1: If you're gonna have him turn to Freddy, that's the coolest thing you do. With the storyline is him going after his little sister, put his little sister in jeopardy. Mm-hmm. You get way more higher stakes than whatever stakes there are in the power plant at the end. There's none. But him, let's say, kidnaps his little sister and takes her to the power plant. Something where like she's going back to like now get the sister back too. There's stakes there. And it's like almost like they're stupid because they tease with it, and that was the most suspenseful scene, him going to his sister's room. It's like, yes, there's something there, but they never revisit it. So. Yeah, so, anyways, I feel like they could have done more of that. The family literally disappears. You could have killed them off. Right. More death scenes, at least. More <sighs> meaningful death scenes. Also, uh, Nancy, because she's not in the movie. <laughs> she could have got a shout-out to some kind of nod at the so
0: dare I say our final thoughts sir? Uh, well, yeah well my final thoughts. At the acting was decent, definitely the, 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 definitely the quality lacked. Like the sound quality definitely did not sound anywhere near the first movie. The camera quality looked, did not look anywhere near as the first movie. The quality of the whole movie just tanked in my opinion. Uh, the, the ending was very anticlimactic and it took a while for Freddy to even do anything.
1: Yeah,
0: I mean, and also, all the rules that were established was completely taken out of the picture in this. Yep. So, with my... Habitual rule breaker in this movie. Right. So, with all that said, I'm giving this a low two. Okay. I was thinking one and a half, but no, there's still some enjoyment you can get out of this movie if you just turn your brain off and watch it. So, to me, it's a two.
1: Yeah, you know, it's funny. Like, I agree with everything you said, it's definitely a, of a lower quality from the first one. Some of that might be they rushed it out. It came out a year after the first one. Some of it might be that you don't have Wes Craven behind the hel- at, the, at the helm here. So you have a lower quality production, let's say. But to your point, I don't fault the actors. The actors do a good job. If you take the same actors and give them a better script, you probably have a really good movie. So I don't fault the actors at all. Um, you fault Schneider. I, 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 well, I, you know, it's funny. The, the Schneider actor, I've seen in other movies where I like the actor. So again, it's just this weird writing. So just she's just shoehorned in as a weird character. Um, it just... I, I'm i going to treat how I treat Jason Goes to Hell. By itself, as a movie, I like Jason Goes to Hell. But I can see where it's a weird fit with the rest of the series. If you watch a marathon... And you get to Jason Goes to Hell, you're like, what is this bullshit? But if you haven't seen any of them in a while, and you just strictly watch Jason Goes to Hell, it's it's okay. Apply that logic to Nightmare 2. In a marathon scenario, it's a big WTF. Doesn't fit with the rest of the movie. There's a reason why Part 3 erased it from canon. Never mentioned again. Minus the power plant. Minus the power plant, which was actually a good good idea that they brought that back. I think, like you, I was going to go initially with like one, one-half star. But... This movie does have a rewatchability to it. As silly as it is, it is entertaining, and I can watch it again. And that's, I, that says more about it than the new Mortal Kombat movie, then. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm going to stretch the two stars based on the rewatchability. None of the Nightmare on Elm Street movies are, like, that bad. Even this, like, as not great, it's still not that bad of a movie. They still have some redeeming qualities. The remake is that bad the remake is that bad that's true I didn't. I didn't I wasn't really thinking about that <laughs> but look the, 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 my main takeaway is that I want to see Freddy on a bus just get, forget another sequel give me Freddy on a bus right But not ma- Freddy on a boat I mean that's just like Freddy takes to Manhattan you know? we don't to see him finish off the kids from the senior class in Manhattan right? That,
0: that's fine as long as we don't get another sewage scene
1: I'm saying imagine Freddy on a bus right and the bus is traveling from like Los Angeles to New York I mean, cross country man those kids gotta sleep
0: so, one thing I noticed at the very end with the bus going, you know, again, into the desert, if you look in the bus, watching the, the bus jumping up and down, you'll see the dummies actually flying out of the seats. Oh, when my it goodness. some bumps, and you just see one flying, hit the ceiling, come back down. I was like, "Up, oh, he did. <laughs> I mean, this is a movie that
1: had $3 million. I don't know where, where it went, but... Definitely okay. not to the script.
0: A little bit to the actors. And actresses?
1: No, they got—they all got scale, probably. Robert England though did get a increase from the first movie, at least. Well, hopefully. Prop, props to him. And this movie, I think after this, they realized that Freddy's the franchise, and I think Freddy
0: realized I'm
1: never trying that shit again.
0: <laughs> all right, folks. Y'all don't need to go anywhere, but y'all definitely got to go to bed because Freddy's missing you.
1: And if there's any takeaway, it's don't begin on those school buses with no driver that looks like Robert England.
0: If there's a real takeaway, just don't go to an S&M bar and where your teacher hangs out.
1: And if your dim teacher in the middle of the night tells you that you got to go do laps at the gym, just say no.
0: Especially if he then pushes you into chairs.
1: And don't walk home in the rain naked either.
0: Yeah, that, that automatically makes you a suspect. And eat normal breakfast cereal. Not
1: Always. whatever this Wu Fan... Hu uh, Manchu? Who Manchu. No Hu Manchu. Anyway. Chocolate shoes.
0: Have a good night, everybody.